Are you in search for a contractor for your next project? Are you unsure about your plans, needs, and wants for this project? Do you need someone who will get back to you? I can tell you that our goal is to better serve you using proper customer service. Here at Dynamic, we continually improve to make every task and process better for you and your home. In a changing world, find a contractor that maintains a foot in the past for customer relations and a foot in the future to improve your biggest investment. Learn more about Dynamic Innovations for your Dynamic Renovations today at dynamicgeneralcontractingltd.com. You're listening to the Prairie Contractor Podcast. Hello, all my fellow tradies, kids, and coaches, friends, family, and all those in between. Welcome to another episode of the Prairie Contractor Podcast. My name is Kyle Colomb. I'm the owner of Dynamic General Contracting Limited, and I will be your host. So, a little bit of an introduction to this week's episode, some podcast news. Uh, It's been fantastic. In the last two episodes alone, we had as many listeners as the first four. So uh, we we hit over 100 downloads. I I can't thank my past guests and listeners enough so far. So thank you very much. I'm still looking for feedback and ratings. It would be great just to, to hear what your thoughts were about the podcast and see what else you'd maybe want to hear. Now, this will be a, a nice mini episode, I guess, compared to the last ones. Today, I wanted to talk about, guess who? Brad Pitt is in the news again. No, not for his alleged pot-fueled antics. It's actually construction-related. It's related to his nonprofit organization, Make It Right, based in New Orleans. Uh, it's actually derived from the Mike Holmes mo- motto, no less. I think I've incited this on a couple of occasions, the effects of Hurricane Katrina and what it did to uh, lumber prices in Canada. I remember my first ever construction project after high school. This was June 2006. The first project I was working on was actually at an OSB plant, and we were there probably for two months and in my mind I was just going crazy because all we were working with was steel concrete soil huge drilling rigs things like that and in my mind that's not what I had signed up for to be a carpenter I was looking to uh, shape lumber cut frame put up walls roofs all that jazz so to jump straight into an industrial setting uh at the age of uh, i think it was probably 18 or 19 it was definitely and i think i talked about this in the last podcast it was one of those things that definitely make or break a person in the construction industry and uh, i stuck it out it was fine i i made it even though i think the first year was pretty tough we also had probably something like 
lots of minus 30 weather building outside there's snow everywhere like it wouldn't stop snowing but anyways back on track uh that hurricane was also a contributing factor to the prices of sheet goods in canada um, there was that there was a housing boom in the states in canada from 2005 to 2008 so the osb plant that we were working on uh, was spending money to upgrade to increase their production and of course we all know ha what happened in 2009 with the the housing uh, bust uh, they closed down the their uh, facility it did open up uh, i think three or four years ago uh, with the renewed price of lumber so that's always positive for the region that it's in now the story behind Mr. Pitt here, basically, so his foundation in New Orleans was responsible for building new sustainable homes in the Ninth Ward, I believe is what it's called. So basically what's happening is the foundation itself is being sued in a class action, but the executives now are suing one of the main executives for misleading them, including Brad Pitt for allowing faulty construction or shoddy designs of these homes. These homes, uh, as quoted, are ultra affordable, you know, that being a key word, and sustainable. Uh, about 150 were planned to be built, and as of now, 109 were built. So uh, some of you, uh, if you're in the construction industry and a follower of HGTV before the reality tv show takeover uh, a special season of homes on homes was where mike's team and his two kids went to build uh, i think it was two or three of these homes for the foundation in new orleans uh, likely i would assume that these homes were built to a far higher standard than these homes another thing is uh, you, you hire can't find good workers you hire from out of country so <laughs> it's kind of funny that uh, uh, in America they can't find skilled skilled tradespersons to build so they got to steal them from Canada anyways as the story continues um, these homes that were built uh, actually uh, if, if you remember a few of them were actually built on pier so they're about six seven feet off the ground now imagine those of us that live in two stories bungalows uh split levels uh, by levels um you know usually we have anywhere from four to five steps going up to the main level now a lot of these things are probably six seven feet in the air just to avoid flooding from another dike exploding from uh, being overwhelmed with water allegedly it's been fixed but uh it's a bit of a tourist attraction because like not many of these homes are built to the standard even after learning what they've or what happened in the previous hurricane uh, so there's actually tour buses that'll take you to the ninth ward and show you around um imagine that living in your area and you have tour buses driving by just because of the way your home's built now there is a problem with these homes uh, other than construction the ninth ward is actually still very isolated. There's not any amenities or things to support the community at this point. So a lot of the residents actually still are very hesitant to move back. Uh, completely understandable. I know a lot of us like to, uh, even when we live out in the country, we're usually an hour at most from town. And if you live out of town, you're usually trying to be prepared. So you, you're not short on anything. But uh, 
moving on to the real reason of this discussion is the problem of these homes is crappy construction. The first thing stemming uh, from that is the structural framing components. Now, New Orleans is super humid, like far more humid than, say, uh, B.C. or Ontario, Quebec. And uh, the framing there actually has to be treated. Now, I'm assuming, well, I'm not even assuming, like most times when you're in a region, the local the local trees and lumbers are, have the ability to uh, resist the environment they're living in, the decay that it, it encounters. So what I'm assuming is probably a lot of the lumber comes out of country. I know we supply a lot of softwood lumber. I think 25% of the state's uh, lumber comes from Canada. So you're bringing in lumber from outside of the Louisiana state, and they are trying to treat that product with something that will resist the microbes that live and live off the wood and essentially rot it and disintegrate it. But the product that was used was inferior and unable to resist the humidity and the microbes that's and eventually started to break down these structural components. Uh, on top of this, many of the homes started to not only their framing, but in general, from poor ventilation, mold on the uh, surfaces, um, plumbing and gas work were done poorly. Um, even electrical fires plague these homes. So, um, again, partially the building material selected by the Make It Right Foundation and their architects and the architects they worked with, as well as the tradespersons building them. I mean, the onus is probably on both of them. The contractors should, in theory, have the knowledge of working in those areas. But again, you get a hand, a prints from the architect who spec these things, and they are the ones liable for uh, these details so there's a lot of things on the line here but then a lot of in even alberta whenever uh, these kind of problems arise um, i'd like to cite the condo construction from the 2005 to 2008 um, the architectural firms and the uh, contractors they basically would close down when a lawsuit would come up and start running under another name. So I, I get it. It's tough to uh, go through with these things when uh, there's a, a loophole such as that. So now imagine this handful of these homes within within the decade were basically in such bad disrepair that uh, some of them were, were condemned and slated to be uh, demolished or raised. Uh, there was even some examples of homes within two years that were so poorly built that they were condemned and, and knocked down. So imagine moving into this home. And again, I'm not sure how the nonprofit works, but I'm assuming the homeowners were either into some sort of rent to own or renting or even maybe a, a mortgage. Um, you know, they own these homes. I think they said they were homeowners. So, and you get this home that uh, doesn't even last the, the, the first <laughs> first term of your mortgage. And you, you basically have, have nothing, no investment, anything. So I definitely have empathy for the what these people are going through. So, so at this point, there's a class action lawsuit that's pending against the Make It Right Foundation. There's a lawsuit against uh, one of the executives within it. 
I know in the article I was reading that uh, Brad Pitt's lawyers were trying to have him removed from the lawsuit as he wasn't tied to actually any of the uh, construction design or anything in that phase. But unfortunately, since he is the head founder of the foundation, the judge threw that motion out. So uh, another thing that uh, he has to deal with. So what you could probably take away of this is be wary of using the term or be wary of the term ultra sustainable and affordable to me that echoes another analogy of uh, i want it done I, I want it done well but cheap and every time i hear that it makes me cringe as i honestly don't believe that's an attainable project or goal for your project so anyways in closing if you don't build to the conditions of your environment you're gonna have a bad time if you're going to go with the stupid low price for your project you're gonna have a bad time if your contractor asks for all of the money up front you're gonna have a bad time but if you listen to this podcast very nice high five (laughs) (laughs) gotta throw some borat in there right here and there you know cultural icon but anyways there you have it that is the close to this mini episode i i hope you enjoyed it i want to make sure that your you listeners if you get a chance rate and review wherever you listen to your podcast so far where you can listen is on our website that's at dynamic general contracting ltd.com podbean under the prairie contractor podcast or at google and apple podcasts so everybody Have a great weekend, and we will see you later. You're listening to a dynamic, innovative podcast.